1: Welcome to another episode of She Thinks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I am joined today by Lindsay Silverman. Lindsay is the founder of Hotel Lobby Candle. We I learned about her from uh, Ayana Leje, who brought the Miami candle to her episode and then sort of triggered me into um, candles becoming my entire personality. So Lindsay is a New York and Miami-based uh, uh, influencer, and she specializes in luxury beauty and travel, and she is here um, on my screen right now in Miami, live from Miami. It's Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I felt that uh, when you sent me the Miami candle in the mail and I lit it, I, 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 to- I was like, should I light? It's so nice. Like, do I light it? But I'm very much in you this. You have to light. Exactly. You have to
2: light. So yeah. I lit
1: it. And I mean, I didn't say anything to Dan. And he was like, wow, that's really nice. What is that? That's really nice. He does not say that about most of my candles. And I have now. Oh, yeah.
2: Lot. I love, I love when like, we really get the men involved. I like one of the, one of the most gratifying types of messages I get are what people are like, my husband hates candles. Like, can't <laughs> stand the sight of them, but for some reason he really likes yours. And I'm like, okay, that is to me the sign of success.
1: You have really hit a nerve with the men of uh, the the formerly candle-hating men are now also candle hoes. Um, I love it. I mean, you also started that in the pandemic. That was like a, a pandemic project. You launched yeah. in October 2020?
2: Yeah, we're actually celebrating our one-year anniversary this weekend, oh which God. is completely insane. Um, I never thought I could or knew anything about launching a product. I've never done it before. I had absolutely no clue what I was doing other than the fact that I was obsessed with candles my whole life. And, you know, I came from a background in magazine editorial, and I kind of knew visually what might be like, what might resonate with people and the right price point and the right sense and kind of storytelling. And so I came up with the concept a couple of years ago. And then, you know, like everyone else, my life was just completely crazy. I never had time to pursue it. And then all of a sudden we're like locked down. And I'm like, shit, now might be a good time to make that candle thing happen. So started looking at manufacturers like very early into the pandemic and launched a brand by October 2020.
1: It is incredible. And I have questions about quote unquote looking at manufacturers because I also don't know how to launch a product. And I'm like, when people launch products, um, I always have like a million questions and then no channel in which to ask. So now that I have you here, I'm going to ask you these questions. But I just want people to know if you have not taken the plunge and gotten yourself or someone you love a uh, hotel lobby candle, the packaging is so lovely. I mean, the candle itself is amazing, but the packaging is so, so nice. And I know because you've posted about this before, um, the candle care cards look like Hotel keys, um, yeah. And I know that that was something that was really important for you, like a design and aesthetic wise. And you said you went through like a bunch of different prototypes before landing on one. Um, yeah. How, so, how did you pick the one that you ended up with?
2: Well, essentially, the the concept for the candles are, you know, I spent a lot of years in the luxury travel writing space. I traveled the world. I got to stay at a lot of amazing five star hotels and. I noticed that all these hotels had an amazing signature scent like pumped throughout the lobbies and I it would like put me into a trance I felt like I was high and I was always like I need that in my life like at all times and it would be so cool if you know in my home I could just make my home smell fancy like the hotels. So that's sort of like where the concept of the candles came to be. and throughout the process, I really wanted like the packaging and the whole experience to sort of be this cheeky nod to hotel life. So, you know, rather than customer service, we call it our candle concierge. And we have in each of the boxes, we have a little key card that literally looks exactly like a hotel room key, which you know, because you've seen it. Mm -hmm. And um, we have like little tips about how to care for your candle and the candles are all like wrapped in beautiful packaging in a bow. And truthfully, I am um, just, when I give gifts, I'm a hot mess. And I like, never have wrapping paper. I never have tape, like can't find the scissors. So I, it was a pain point for me when it came to gift giving that, you know, you would order something online and it would come in like either a bag, like without any sort of beautiful box, or it would just come in a box that wasn't like something you'd really want to gift to someone. So I'd find myself going to CVS, like getting some ugly, happy birthday, like bag and tissue paper. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to create something that's like so beautiful and giftable. Um, And so we launched right before the holidays and it was really crazy successful, I think, because people saw that and they were like. I too am a hot mess and yes. never have wrapping paper things. So that, that was part of the concept. But of course, you know, we want people to keep them for themselves too.
1: Yeah. One less thing to think about is always great. I also, I'm like an incredibly, I I believe, really good gift giver, but my presentation lacks. So it's like, but that's like, you know, I, I mean, Bang. I hope I make up for it in the the good gift of it all. But like, there's nothing more fun than getting like a really nicely wrapped gift. I mean, it makes me feel bad about myself, but I love it for me. Um, It was really smart of you to make something that people also could order online and ship to the intended recipient and not have to worry about how it would show up to them because none of us saw any, I mean, I hope we were all being safe last holiday season, but I mean, we didn't go home for the holidays, and a lot of people didn't. And if people did, it was it was like a uh, you know an abridged version of whatever they were used to. So I was constantly sending things to people and being like, "You're gonna get a gift, and it's gonna show up in like a J Crew box, and uh, that's right. your gift." And the little note from me is on the invoice, and hopefully they didn't put the price. Right. Like, so I I think it's very smart to take it one step further and be like, you know, when you order this candle that. The presentation is going to be part of it when you have nothing to do with it, um, as totally. the giver, and also it saves you the step of being like, okay, I'm going to order the gift. It's going to arrive to my house. Then I have to rewrap it. Then I have to figure out how to get to the post office. And as millennials, you know, we're all afraid of the post office, the scariest place on earth. Oh
2: my god, my, one of the darkest places on earth. Other totally, bnb
1: Exactly. My sister is 25, and she and you know how they sell stamps, like. Behind the counter at CVS or Dwayne Reed, my sister yep. asked me how old do you have to be to buy a stamp because she thought it was like a legal stop. <laughs> she was like, "Cause it's like cigarettes, you know? It's like cigarettes and stamps behind oh the counter." God. And she's like, "How old do you have to be?" I'm like, "It's not, it's not an age thing. It's it's
2: a security." <laughs> That's thing. amazing.
1: It was very funny, but it just goes to show you we're not we're not a generation used to standing in line, nor do we want to stand in line. So you've done an amazing job. Yeah. I love the smell of the Thank candle. You. I am looking forward to. Buying more, it's obviously going to show up on the G Thanks gift guide. Um, but how do you? I, I before we get into all of the things we're going to talk about today, I need to know like how you even find a manufacturer. Like, do you Google like manufacturer? No, literally,
2: you <laughs> Google. Like that's what you do. You Google, and then you reach out to. I mean, listen. Now that I'm more into it, I know that there's other ways you can go to trade shows and all this kind of stuff, which I was not able to do during COVID. So. Um, literally Googled and then <laughs> you send emails to every single company and then 90% of them don't write back to you. And then the 10% do say, do you want to, your minimum order quantity has to be 10,000 candles. And we're like, okay, definitely can't do that. Yeah. We're like self-funded. So, we, so we're do not you say, sorry, I'm cutting you to- off.
1: Do you just say like, Hey, you know, here's my idea. Or do you already like, I have the branding. Here's what I want the packaging to look like I've done like how much information do you have to send a manufacturer before you can kind of get mm-hmm. an absolute quote on like what it would cost to, to, to do it?
2: You know, truthfully, I actually did not want to give up any information because I don't want anyone stealing my idea. So, so I like at first was just like, tell me your prices, send me samples of your scents. Cause I also wanted to know, you know, what, what the quality of their candles were. I wanted to know how they operated like with, uh, interacted with someone who might be a client of theirs, so I kind of like vetted the one them first, and then eventually narrowed it down and like found someone who was the right match. But you know, also a lot of them had supply chain issues. A lot of them didn't couldn't turn it around fast enough. So it was like we, um, yeah. When it when it came down to it, is it like we found one perfect match and, and that. But I think. Other in other normal times, yeah, people will go to trade shows or find like vendors that way.
1: Wow, it's it's such a world that I'm not familiar with. I just think, honestly, I I mean,
2: trust me, I had no, I I was googling like how to make a candle. I I had no idea what I was doing, and I think that one thing I I will say to anyone who is thinking about starting a brand but is too intimidated or a product and is like, well, I've never done this before, I have no idea what I'm doing. No one knows what they're doing. I did not know what I was doing. If you would have said to me a year and a half ago or two years ago, oh, one day you're going to launch a product, I would be like, how? I never took a class on that. I don't know anyone who's done it that before. I don't know who to ask, but like, you could literally learn everything from Google. That's What I figured out in
1: life. I, I really appreciate you saying that out loud because part of me feels like, well, I guess if I wasn't born knowing how to launch a product, uh, there's just no way for me to ever know. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's my I life was, now.
2: I like, well, <laughs> I always thought, well, some people are just like born to be entrepreneurs, right. and some are not. And <laughs> I am in the are not category. Like I didn't, I've never once considered myself like entrepreneurial. I always thought. Oh, I'm just gonna be like the safe girl who has the salary job my entire life because I don't think I'm capable of mm. of anything beyond that. And I think what I've learned like also since leaving my job in the corporate world is is you know, sometimes you're capable of a lot more than you think you're gonna be because yeah. you've gotta make money somehow. And um and yeah, and also if if you like are excited about what you're doing and you love it, then you just figure out a way and you're kind of like resourceful and scrappy.
1: Yeah. You're literally like does one Google and now you're in the entrepreneur category. <laughs> like, like it's exactly. it's true.
2: I mean, people, you know, <laughs> I also
1: think sometimes you see people out here doing like some of the dumbest stuff and I'm like, wow, like the confidence. And I mean that, I mean like, I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, well, they're doing it. And like, you it's know, all, at least they're doing the their confidence. dumb idea, yep. you know? And so wh- who am I to say I can't do it? Um, So you are like a legitimate, you know, influencer, full-time travel blogger, vlogger, Instagrammer, luxury beauty blogger, vlogger, Instagrammer, um, a coveted job. I think people are really starting to understand now how much work goes into some of that, uh, to, 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 to that kind of a job. Um, I think for a while we were all in this weird culture, maybe like six or seven years ago, um, where it was like, oh, I want to just like, oh, that person just goes on vacation for work. But it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. It's just, I, I mean, that's really, it's I, a difficult I, job. Is it brain surgery? No. Is it like uh, yeah, bonbons totally. on the beach? That is what I, also
2: know. Yes. I I kind of have someone actually just reached out to me recently asking about like, oh, well, how do you do it? How do you start monetizing? How do you would do whatever and i literally said it is not rocket science but if you want to do it well it's a lot of fucking work um and there's really no boundaries i mean you're i i follow you you're on your instagram constantly like there's no really start or end to the day it's just like when i'm sleeping i'm not on my phone yeah but in all other ounce, like minutes and seconds of the day, I'm working. Yeah. Um, and because I, everything
1: is work because everything can be work and it's not like a traditional job where like the clock runs out and you still get paid the same amount of money that you would like, you right. literally have to be like, okay, well, you know, I would have loved to have a free weekend, but th- that's the difference of another $7,000, $20,000, $30,000 or whatever. And then exactly. all of a sudden it's around the clock.
2: Right, right. And I think, well, first of all, just going back to the whole like people hating on influencers thing. I mean, I get it. It's, it's, there are a lot of people who make it appear as though it is just like the most luxurious, amazing, like glamorous life. I personally, on my own account, try to show as much as humanly possible how it is like the total opposite of that Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, I think that there are some people who take this job and this like, you know, positions very seriously and run it like a full business, which is what I do. And then there are other people who are kind of just like, I don't know, a disaster that you're, it's like watching a train wreck and you're like, what is this person doing? And like, how do they make ends meet? And mm-hmm. you're like, I don't like, you know, they're it's cringy. Um, I, yeah, I, I do think like, the tides a little bit and now people are sort of coming around to the idea that like maybe all these people are a little bit smarter than we gave them credit for um when i first left my job in 2018 i was working as the deputy digital editor at town and country and i was mortified to tell anyone that i was leaving i wouldn't even say like I'm leaving to become an influencer because I don't like, how do you, it's, it's embarrassing. How do you even say that? Right. So I, cause at the time I had over a hundred thousand followers, I hadn't made a single dollar off of my Instagram account. I had planned on truly just working in magazines for the rest of my life and thought that that was my plan. And suddenly I just started seeing all these opportunities and and I thought, well, maybe I could just like try it for a year and see if I can just like, maybe make the same salary. I would, I was even willing to take a pay cut. I was like, I'll just test it out. And then if it sucks or I, or I don't do well, I'll just ask for my job back. Right. And, um, and I remember, you know, emailing a lot of my contacts and people at brands and stuff and saying, I I could not formulate the sentence to explain what I was leaving to do because just like uttering the I word made me want to throw up. Mm. Like I just there I was say I was coming up with all of these like I was saying, Oh, I'm leaving to pursue my own thing full time. I was dancing around it, but really I was leaving to become an influencer or, or pursue my blog, content creating, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely, there were people in the industry who were a little like, Oh my God, I can't believe she's doing that. But now I'm like, well, fuck you. Like I'm, I'm thriving and happy and have a brand and I'm, you know, I don't like work for the man anymore. So I don't care yeah. about that as much as I'm not as insecure about it as I used to. Yeah. I think because now I'm three years in and I'm, you know, feel like I have a good thing going. And so I don't really care about the judgment from other people that I used to.
1: It really is a business. And again, No, it's not brain surgery. And no one is saying it is. But I think that there is a lot of misconceptions about, like, what it is that you guys actually do, um, that, like, influencers actually do and how much happens behind the scenes. And one of the reasons why I really enjoy following you is because every time I look at your stories, I'm like, Oh, her life looks really fun, but that looks really hard. Like there are influencers (laughs) I follow and I'm like, they're not showing how hard this is. So either they don't want you to know Mm -hmm. how hard it is or that's not part of their brand or they've successfully tricked me into thinking that what they're doing isn't work. And maybe it's not, you know, maybe at that point or whatever it's right. but like, you know, even running this podcast where a lot of my income and ability to do the show is based on like affiliate revenue Um, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And I don't do even a smidge of all of the stuff you do. I mean, like you have a million blog posts on your site. You have like a million different uh, like brand partnerships that you have to do on Instagram. Like you're here, there, you're everywhere. And I don't think people understand that behind the scenes of doing like, a three-story panel on a product is, like, so many meetings and approvals and, like, oh, we don't actually actually love this one. Can you redo it? Like, I kind Mm -hmm. of feel – I used to also be in in journalism and I was a reporter for a long time and one of my beats was YouTube stars and Vine stars back when that was a thing in, like, 2014, 2015. And what I would do is I would fly out to LA and I, like, would embed with – the, like, Logan Pauls of Vine. Oh, that's
2: so fascinating. It was very funny. I'll send you a
1: thing that I wrote. It was wild. It was wild. I mean, the the entire time I just, like, was slack jawed on the floor. And what was funny about that weekend was that he, his manager did not, uh, like, no one from his team made themselves, like, it was just me and him the entire time. So, like, everything that came
2: out of his mouth was first of all i mean he <laughs> i hope he fired his team yeah. because they should have had if they were smart they would have had someone attached to him 100%. at all times with like a muzzle
1: that's what i assumed i was like oh it's going to be such a like like a weenie little piece because there's going to be someone there being like you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. But there we were, just like having burgers one night, and he he said to me, and I'll never forget this quote: "I would be happy making, I don't know, like two or three million dollars a year. Like that would be fine for me."
2: I'm like, yeah, me too, man. Like, same, <laughs> right? Must be nice.
1: But the thing about those kids is that people think they're stupid, and yes, they're not. I, they're not geniuses. Um, they're not geniuses mm-hmm. at a lot of things. They are geniuses at what they do. And I watched Hold them on. all, like, they would go into each other's apartments and record each other's vines and they'd star in each other's things. And then they would be up all night editing, like, a seven second video. And then it would just be this whole thing. And I think people forget, like, oh, a seven second video or a 15 second Instagram story panel does not equal 15 seconds of work it does not equal seven seconds of work there's a lot happening behind the scenes do we all wish that we could be paid to spend as much time on instagram as we do yes of course um but it is difficult and it also sometimes becomes not super fun when this like you know leisure app for everyone else is actually just a constant reminder of to-do lists and things that you need to get done by date for sure
2: and it's like and I think, you know, you, you just have to, like, now I approach it, I try to approach it the same in that, you know, I I still will, will post just regular random shit throughout my day and not everything, there's not like a motive behind everything. Right. I, you know, not everything is a, a post with a intent to sell or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely before I did this from a brand perspective, like before I I partnerships and stuff and I was just like posting on the side while I had my full-time job um it was a little bit like less pressure I guess yeah. because like the numbers didn't really matter I never planned to do this as a career so I just kind of like did whatever the hell I wanted and um didn't have much concern for like how things were performing or whatever. And now, you know, you feel that pressure a little bit more.
1: Well, it is all numbers and data and analytics and like looking at things. And this is also the time of year, like even making the gift guides, it's like going back through a year's worth of things that people wanted to buy through g thanks or wanted to talk about and being like okay well
2: but that's why you're that's why you're good at it though and that's why your curation is so good because like you actually care about that stuff and I'm kind of the same way like I look back I look back at all of my numbers I see how many people clicked I try to like see patterns and okay what's the right price point and What brands really resonated with people or products? And then, you know, there are things you probably think, oh, everyone's going to be obsessed with this, everyone's going to buy it, and then no one buys it. So you're like, why did that happen? I just think there's so much like psychology and strategy that the people who approach this the right way are really good at. It's
1: fun too. And it also doesn't have to be like when you end up having a community you know, in the brand that you're creating, it doesn't have to be so mysterious. You can, you can literally say like, oh, I thought this thing was going to hit and go to the people that are in your community and be like, so what are you guys looking for? Like, if this wasn't it, like, what is it? Like, and I mean, literally my job is like, let me help you find something that you love. And like, I'll get real people to tell you how they love it. So you don't have to trust like randoms on the internet, like leaving reviews when they're upset about like shipping times or whatever, which was kind of the problem that we were up against before, uh that like sparked g thanks was like i was so sick of seeing things get one star places and having it be for like a reason that had nothing to do with the thing but it's skewing the entire algorithm of like how i was perceiving how i would enjoy something um but you can totally, literally just like yeah. ask people you're like oh okay like is 115 dollars too high like what are we looking for we're we looking for like 60 to 80 like okay all right noted and then we can go back and like redo some stuff it's it's yeah. Yeah. If you care about more than just being like, Oh, I hope you buy this thing so that I make money from it. You'll actually see, I think a lot more, uh, you'll give and, more and, benefit to your community.
2: And I feel that like the people, first of all, the only items I ever buy are influ- are because I was influenced by someone. I don't truly where, where else do you find out about something? Right. I, I, as a person who, thought i would live my entire life working in magazines that was my dream since i was 10 years old it is still so bizarre to me that i have not picked up a magazine in actual years Mm -hmm. and i don't go to magazine websites to like find out about products i legitimately only buy things from seeing people post about them on instagram and you know there's like the few accounts that are the ones the go-to accounts that i like find out cool shit from and those are the accounts that really post things with intent and yeah. sort of like, you know, you're on, they're not just throwing up any random item that like they think they can make money on. Mm. Usually it's something there's like some personal story to it, or, you know, someone or your mom just bought it or your friend just bought it or something. And that's like why I love your account. I think there's a lot of other people who do it really well where like, you know, they talk about the genes or the, the bodysuit or that we were just talking about things that are things that are like a tried and true like random hidden gem totally that like no you know that those are my favorite things like discovering like a hidden gem through someone so
1: people yeah because people aren't stupid like we've all seen an influencer account like how many housewives did we have to watch do fabfitfun Instagram. Oh my god! I and can't. Get, it wasn't I in- turned
2: down a lot of profit funnel.
1: I wish you hadn't because yeah. you would have sold me on it immediately. Because I tried it because <laughs> one of my favorite influencers and I can't give anyone credit because I don't remember, but like someone actually finally made it appealing and I tried it and I was like, oh, I kind of love this. Like I did
2: it for a year. So no, my mom. I actually loved it. Was obsessed with it, and then my mom influenced me to buy it. But like I don't know. Sometimes with stuff like that, I'm like, it sucks because even if I think it's an awesome item. I don't, it's so basic to be like, you know, you don't want to get like written off as one of those people that are doing like the same well, right. peddling the same stuff that everyone's peddling. So uh, oftentimes I'll turn things down. Like I just turned down a shampoo thing another day that like, I've tried the shampoo before. I do like it, but I was like, Oh, I like just don't know if I have it in me to like be one of these people, yeah. another one of the, these people that's peddling the same things everyone else.
1: Well, you can just tell when someone actually authentically likes something versus like is getting a paycheck. And I do not fault people for needing to get a paycheck, but I just don't, there's nothing appealing about a Bravo celebrity for me being like, Hey guys, I just wanted to tell you about this amazing FabFit bum box. It's seven full size products and they're all so amazing. I'm like, okay, are they like, like how dumb do you think I am? But yeah, they're not thi- the,
2: they're, I feel like they're not the best at selling. Yeah, they're
1: size. not. I'm like, go back on TV and like yell at each other and like throw shit at each other. I'll watch that right. and I'll keep you getting paid through <laughs> exactly. that channel. Um, but talk about being influenced. I am currently wearing the Target A New Day. Black ribbed bodysuit, sleeveless bodysuit, because Lindsay posted about it on her Instagram the other night. And I was just telling her before we started recording, I was like in my de- you know, in my uh pre bed ritual of just sort of like 90% asleep, just doing my scrolls. And I came across your story and you were like, I just found out, I think, I mean I was asleep, but I think what it said was like I just found out that my favorite tank top or like the tank top that the hashtag Zilb Squad is very into. From Target is a bodysuit, and it comes from like extra extra small, I think, to like three X. yeah it's super comfortable. You know, it looks. Exp- it's twelve dollars,
2: and when I tell it has you, has no right to be twelve ninety nine. Has no, no right. right, like no right. The the tank top I think was seven ninety nine, and then sometimes it goes on sale for like six ninety nine. Yeah. And I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, like I. Just, it's it's the shot up in bed. And
1: also because it's target too. So Lindsay and I are obviously like, you know, two different people, two different sides of the country um I am in an extra large. You're a smaller person. Like a lot of times <laughs> I get annoyed when influencers are like, oh my God, this sweater, I love it. And I'm wearing a size 4XS. And I'm like, okay. And then you go to the website and they're like, it goes up to a medium. And you're like, okay, this is an inclusive target. Right. You know, there's going to be a wide range of sizes. Uh, it's like a simple, basic, you know, a black bodysuit. It's $12. When I tell you that all... um intent to sleep just like left my body. I shot up. I was like clicking around. I was like you know doing the prayer where you're like, please like let the credit card I have saved in my phone attach this website. Cause you know some websites don't attach it and you're like, I don't want to get up and get my credit card. It worked. I scheduled myself a little pickup from Target and now I'm wearing the bodysuit. I bought two in black two in white and one of the tank tops and I posted about on Instagram swearing it's so good. It's $12. You were right on the money. And it's also, you know, bodysuits are back in, like, and I think a lot of people think like, oh, I can't pull off a bodysuit or like, I don't have the body for a bodysuit.
2: But like, with a size inclusive, with the right material, with the right oh, material so too, nice. I think some of the some of the material, if you got, like something that's too thin or too sheer or yeah. not like, um, not like substantial enough, yeah. it's like, you, there's it's it's not flattering, but something about that material just like work.
1: It's incredible. Like if they, if like someone like put their own label over this and sold it for like $80, I think they could convince me to buy it too. I'd be like, yeah, that's an $80 be- bodysuit, but it is mm-hmm. so good. Also full butt coverage, which I really appreciate because I don't we like, talked about that. Yeah, like it's already, it's already a little demeaning and like demoralizing to have to like snap your bodysuit closed every time you go to pee, but to have to like, Pull it through your ass. Pick it out of your butt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a lot. So the fact that it went fully over the butt, because I'm wearing it with jeans. I don't care. Um, I was just sold and I know that the G things group is gonna go nuts for it. But that's the difference between like you can tell when someone actually is 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 telling you about something that they actually use and that they actually Right they actually spend their own money on. Um I'm a, I I was just looking at I don't know if you're part of this conversation at all but uh Ariel Charnes was just doing a story about how Oh, the Q&A. Yeah, about people were like mad at her for um yeah, I saw that. for doing Walmart ads. I kind of understand that. I don't know that I believe that something navy, you know, shops at Walmart. Um, what's your, I mean, you can tell, this isn't live. You can tell me if you can't talk about this at all, but like, what's your take on, on, you know, people's followers being like, I don't actually buy that. This is how you live your life.
2: Well, I think when there's smoke, there's fire. Mm. I, I sort of believe that when people, if everyone seems to be skeptical about something, then I would say they're probably onto something. Um, you know, I think. Sure, you can justify anything, right? Like, I could full disclosure, I got approached by Walmart to do Walmart fashion something recently. And in my one thought was, well, yes, theoretically, I could go to Walmart, go to walmart.com, probably find a cute outfit because I have seen other influencers post like Walmart fashion things. And I, you know, whatever. Bottom line is, I that's not. I don't do that. And I don't shop there. And I do shop a lot on Amazon. I'm not like above, I'm not like turning my nose up at Walmart, but genuinely I just like, don't really buy clothes there. So that was a no for me. Um, and I think that like, it just, you know, you have to be true to yourself and like not necessarily follow the money because I, it would have been a really nice amount of money, but I also just the, the, it's disingenuous and i have the kind of followers that would be able to sniff that out from a mile away and i'm not really interested in like doing something that's fake you know i get what you're
1: saying i also think it's a a thing that really can't be reverse engineered it would be different if you were like in a walmart and you found something that you were like wow i'm surprised like i actually really like this and i really genuinely want to tell people about it um in a way that's authentic and non-ad. But if you suddenly were to pop up and be like, oh my God, hey guys, I love shopping at Walmart. I think people would
2: be like, no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little, I mean, the way what she didn't mention was that she buys her kids school supplies sure. at Walmart and and it, I didn't see the ad. So I don't know if that's like what the context of the ad was, but like, okay, maybe. I don't know. I just think you, I think I am always so careful about anything that may be perceived, or just you know, could be borderline interpreted a certain way. And if I do like do a partnership that maybe like people would question, I I will always like give the full backstory, full disclosure. Like you know, I kind of like pull back the curtain and say like, okay, so here's actually what, here's how this partnership happened. Right, and I know right. maybe it seems random or whatever, but the truth is like X Y Z. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important, and I think that like. Gets you know people on board and invested and not think what you're doing is weird if you're just like honest about how how it happened.
1: I do. I I kind of see it both ways and um I am I am very invested in a weird way with uh you know Turtle Creek Lane because it's just it's like a lot happening there um in yeah. all senses of the word but she does a ton of the Walmart stuff um her daughter and her daughter-in-law do a ton of it and i kind of have been seeing this trend where it's like a lot of extremely wealthy white um women influencers doing and putting in their bios like affordable fashion so oh right right you know cuz it's like uh It's almost like the audiences that they've curated are
2: they can't they can't afford what
1: the the what the person actually yeah.
2: Yes, like that person, you've catapulted that person to a point where they now their taste level is very expensive and no longer in touch with with their, their followers people. yeah and so I, they feel like they need to do dupes and whatever and you know on one hand I feel like that's great like you you're taking the extra time to um curate affordable options of things yeah that you're you know that you like but on the other hand it's like okay well if you're if, if you're every, trying to convince
1: you, like Turtle yeah. Creek Lane what she does is she posts this picture of a very obvious Louis Vuitton knockoff uh uh, oh never, God! I don't
2: even get me started on the never on the full toe. I know, so, uh,
1: but I she that. carries a real one, and that's what I think is really difficult to parse for me. Which is, I think, if you're a person who is doing dupes and then actually using the dupe, but I actually I, something about it makes me feel like, are you? I just get the sense that she's trying to convince her followers that she carries a nineteen dollar. Uh, knockoff Louis Vuitton when when she literally took us on a home tour of her like potential new Salt Lake City like chalet which like good for you girl like I yeah take me on that home tour I love it but don't tell me you're carrying a $19 knockoff bag because you're not like yeah and it's the thing is I don't want to be made to feel stupid and I don't want anyone else to feel stupid either so that's kind of my issue in that world but I do I don't know it's, it's interesting. You make an entire brand out of your life and then all of a sudden everything is available for someone else to pick apart. Like that's very difficult. Yeah, That's not the same in other it's jobs unless you're like a celebrity.
2: Totally. And I think a lot of people, myself included, never – I don't think I was like born – I was definitely born for like having community and sharing advice and, and like – good finds and good buys and uh, good products and stuff. Cause I like always used to do that when I like in my previous job, but yeah. definitely like not being like the face of, or yeah. like being like a personality that honestly, when I first started my Instagram account, I like wouldn't even be in the photos. Cause I was like too embarrassed and like didn't want any attention. I just like for my first photos were only of like, Places like hotels and, and cities and locations. And then I started like putting the back of my head in photos. So it was like every one of my travel photos was just like the back of my head. Like a blonde, so just, like, a blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know. I was like, I don't want my, I don't like totally. in a picture. I'm so awkward in a photo. I don't want my face being in a picture. It was, that was like my worst nightmare. And then I don't know. I guess it's so interesting the evolution of like Instagram because then I started noticing, okay, the few times if I would like take, put, put your face with my in. husband or whatever more put engagement. Your face in it then suddenly, <laughs> yeah. And it's like this hamster wheel, and I'm like, oh god, you know, that's doing better than do more of that. And so um then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, at, at what point did I become the person who's now like having hiring a photographer, doing shoots? Like right. I was like, This is not like I don't know how it turned into this, yeah, but I always say it's like. A necessary, like evil of my job is yeah. like having to be in the pictures which is oddly like people assume that's the only part of the job for me it's like the least interesting exciting part it's actually like painful for me but you I, know i have to do it it's i part get of the brand. It.
1: yeah i i know g thinks is always about the podcast and i never really like being in the pictures but you're right the, the few times i do get in a picture like it's like it, because you're playing, I mean, yeah, we don't work for the man anymore, but we do work for Instagram's algorithm, and they are more likely right. to put a picture of a person at the top of your feed when you open the app than they are a picture of a product. And so then it becomes like, all right, well, now I have to pick a picture of myself holding the thing. And like, or if I want to announce that, um, You know, we're coming out with a new scent of the candle. I can't just put a picture of the candle. I have to put a picture of like me and my husband and the dog because that will get to the (laughs) top of the feet. And like, we all know it to be true, but it turns into a monster. Um, And speaking of your husband, Insta husband, I was uh, uh, commiserating with Lindsay because we're both married to activity husbands who want to go on vacation and like do stuff where I'm like, I came here to not do anything. I came
2: um, here to do zero. Bef- to the least.
1: Before we get into the product that you brought today, can you t- was the Bora Bora trip a work, a technical work trip?
2: So I have planned, we have planned this vacation. It was sort of like right when the vaccine started rolling out. And I was like, oh, I'm getting the hell out of here. Like, what's the furthest place I can go safely? So we have, we're big like points, credit card yep. people, and we had been saving, hoarding all of our points and miles forever. So we're like, let's like blow them all on, you know, a trip. And um, we booked the St. Regis using some points. And wow. then also people were saying, oh, you have to also stay at the four seasons. and so then I reached out to the four seasons because I was like, I'm definitely gonna try to get a discount because yeah. if I'm gonna be like obviously taking tons of photos and stuff, like I might as well try to get hooked up. So like they gave me a little discount and um, you know, I think it's like I how have a- how crazy
1: Kardashian do you have to be for them to be like, yeah, like stay here for two nights for free.
2: I think it's like, I honestly, I have gotten a lot of like really nice offers of like comp hotels and nights and stuff like that. I think it just like totally depends on like their availability mm. and how like eager and open they are to hosting influencers and like whether your content or your audience seems like the right fit for them. So mm. also like if you have a contact or know someone, I, I've worked with like Four Seasons and St. Regis in the past, so they I wasn't like a total random. Sure. They did like know me. Um, but w- was it a work trip? No. Did I spend an exorbitant amount of time thinking about taking photos? Yes. Even though I said I would not do that on that trip. <laughs> you couldn't turn it, really, it off? Like, wasn't, <laughs> it's just like, it's impossible. Yeah. It is really so hard. I just like love beautiful things and like beautiful hotels and travel experiences. So I was just like kind of a monster, but um, you know, one day I'm like, one day I'm going to be able to go on a trip and like, not, be- not act that way. Well, it
1: looked really fun. And I know, I do remember you had put up a post about how, like, you know, you guys paid for some of the nights, you guys used points for some of the nights, they gave you a discount on some of the nights and you kind of cobbled together, um, the experience, yeah. but I'm glad you posted. It looks a lot of fun. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looked it was amazing, beautiful. Um, Uh, and I'm jealous. And, and I also think it will surprise people to know that a lot of times it's the influencer who does the emailing and says like, Hey, here's who I am. Here's who my audience is. Is there a way we can work together? I think people do assume that like, you know, the Bora Bora must be calling you, um, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but it does. It's nice to hear that. Like a, a lot of the job is like making contacts and networking and schmoozing and, you know, Figuring out yeah. how you can work with other people. It's just, it's nice to be able to get a peek behind the curtain.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: You are one of the few people I have invited on the show who has been definitive about the product that they're going to bring. A lot of people hem and haw until the last minute,
2: but you knew... No, it came to me. Yeah. It came to me like... (laughs) I really I was thinking spending a little too much time thinking about it because I just wanted to find like the perfect product and then it, it came to me like in a vision while I was in the shower actually and I just was like holy shit I have it I know the exact product but but oddly now there's a second product that I have in the we'll talk discovered about in both. the past week that we'll we'll talk about both. we'll talk I do about have both. A little, yeah. I love,
1: and, and time, so. I love a bonus. I love a bonus. So it's totally good. All right. I'm excited about it. Please tell everyone the product you brought to G-Things just bought it.
2: Okay. So I actually, ha- I like brought it, brought it with me or oh my gosh, you know, with yay. me from my bed, from my bedroom <laughs> into um the living room, because I, I really wanted to be able to like, you know, touch, feel and describe mm. it as I was I appreciate going through this with you. So it, and I also wanted to show you how absurd this, this Please. Looks. um So it's this, it's the Skims sculpting. Let me get the exact product name, or do you have it with you? Skims I um, I think I do in my calendar. Skims sculpting bralette.
1: Yes, the Skims so, sculpting bralette. Um, and for those of you who don't know, that's the Kim Kardashian intimate
2: line. Um. Um. So first of all, like, let's just talk about like how how little this is. Yes. I don't know if it really translates. To it's you very in, teensy like, this video, but. It is, um, I, I keep saying it, it looks like when I took it out of the packaging, I thought this looks like it would be for a doll, like an American Girl doll <laughs> or some little, like a little Barbie. And yeah. I was like, wasn't even going to try it on because I thought this is, has to go back. I ordered the wrong size. I don't know what's happening. And then I think that someone had messaged me and said, do not judge it based on the size. Like really? This stretches like you would not believe wow. it's part of the fabric or whatever. So I was like, all right, well, let me give this a go. And when I tell you that I put it on and I was mind blown, so I'm a double D and I, the word bralette mm-hmm. is just not a word that has ever entered my vocabulary. I had heard because Ms. Kim Kardashian is also busty and curvy. And so I'd heard that her skim stuff was just like insanely good Um, and I hadn't ordered anything from it before. And finally, I just was like, I've seen enough people post about it. And I was like, I really need to know whether this like lives up to the hype. Mm -hmm. So I ordered the sculpting bodysuit and the sculpting bralette and honestly exceeded every expectation, like just beyond. And it doesn't have an underwire, which I had never been able to wear like a bralette at all let alone like something without an underwire yeah um it is just like so supportive so smoothing that it's just designed flawlessly and the bodysuit as well I'd never had like a you know like an undergarment type of thing that I could wear it's opened up a whole world of possibilities for me about what I feel like like the type of dresses I can wear now and things that like because it has a low back I never wear anything like backless before um I sound like I'm, you know, a sales girl, like on the payroll for. No, skins, this is but the whole I, like, point of the show. Own, yeah, yeah. I, I ordered these with my own hard earned money and paid for shipping even. And like, <laughs> I just think they're great. And now I've ordered like so much random skin stuff because I'm just want my whole wardrobe to be skins now.
1: What a ringing endorsement. I am also a double D um, and it is extremely difficult, especially, well, first You know, post-pandemic, post-vaccine, I still don't want to be wearing an underwire bra, like, in any sort of respect. I would rather wear um, a bralette, but, again, you kind of have to know what you're working with or else you're not doing yourself any favors. And I know people who are like, I don't wear bras anymore. And I'm like more power to you. My boobs need a little like hoisting. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. I could never. I'm jealous of people who can, but I can't. Uh, I just don't feel comfortable. Um,
0: yeah, but me too. even
1: this weekend I'm going, I was telling you, I'm going to Palm beach for a black tie wedding. And I was putting on all of the dresses that i gotten from one through one way. I figured out what I was going to wear. And it literally occurred to me too far on into the process that I needed to wear a bra. I like just totally forgot. Yeah. I was like, I have to like figure out what I'm doing here. And I still really don't know the answer. And I'm like leaving tomorrow, but I'm thinking maybe I should go to Nordstrom and, and see if go I to, can do this.
2: Get the Skims bra bralette. And then also, I don't know if you've seen me post about the red carpet strapless bra, but, um, it's the wake hole. It's, I honestly had never been able to I spent years of my life just never wearing any item that was strapless or yeah. required a strapless bra because I thought like, well, when you're a double D like you can't, um, strapless bras for us together. Yeah, we can't exist, but no, 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 we can. And it's, I'm looking it up right now. And that this is, yeah, it's the wake hole red cart convertible red carpet bra. Like I always, I'm so dramatic and like it changed my life. Like I was, I never wore a strapless. Like a off the shoulder shirt. I never wore a strapless anything until I discovered that bra, and I've told all my followers about it. And now every I get messages from women that are like, "Wow, like I'm a G, like a thirty, you know, thirty eight G, never like got a strapless bra in my life, and really? this bra like was the one that that opened my world." It
1: does look amazing. It does look very comfortable. It really is. I bought a yeah. I bought a strapless bra and the it, other day. It holds them up. Does it actually because I bought a strapless bra the other day. I know my size. I did the whole fitting thing. Like I know exactly what size I am. So it's not that. But like strapless bras, like if you're making, like don't insult me. If you're going to make a strapless bra for a double D or bigger, don't just make the strapless bra that you made with the C cups in mind for like an F cup. Like, Like I was literally just like, it was literally just a piece of fabric around my body. And my boobs no, are just no, like there. No, no, no. I this just like one, it didn't this work. This
2: is like it it hoists, it holds. It has like it has the same thing that this um Skims one has, which is like that little piece of like sticky kind of like lining yes. that makes it so that it doesn't. Fall. I don't know how to explain it, but explain it. But yeah, it, it doesn't just like just holds fall in down. place. Yeah, but but yeah. So that red carpet strapless bra is amazing. Nice. Probably like the between that and the Target tank top, when I look at like. The, the volume of items that I've sold for, like my followers have purchased, yeah. like that bra, the strapless bra and the um and the Target tank top were definitely among the top. And then the Skims one, you know, I think a lot of people are skeptical and they don't believe me, so people have not caught on to it as much. But it is pretty incredible.
1: Well, it's a bit, it's a little bit of a bigger uh, price. I mean, it's, what did you say? It was thirty two dollars, which is not actually expensive like, for yeah. a bra. I think the Kim Kardashian thing might might be like a real selling point for some, and it might be like a a, a real anti-selling point yes. for
2: others. Um and for probably a lot there of There was same... this article oh go there ahead. was this article in the cut. I wanted to look it up um because I wanted to, the the name of it was so funny because it was someone who wrote I hate this the headline was I hate how much I love Kim Kardashian West Skims. Yes. And yes. it was just like I think it put it was put into words what a lot of people I I personally am a um, Kardashian stan so I am not in like the hater camp but I uh, understand how a lot of people are not a fan of them however if those people put their personal feelings aside and try skins I can guarantee you they would be obsessed so I am
1: also a Kim Kardashian and Kardashian Jenner stan I just am very I just think what they have done is very impressive like even if oh, I don't too. want that for myself, and even if I think it's like, I think to be able to transcend over a decade of highs and lows of various reality television moments and celebrity and fame and still be able to ride that wave.
2: Yeah, um, oh, yeah, they're genius. They're no one genius. can. I. I, I I, they're they're pure genius. I don't think anyone who says otherwise just like th- doesn't see what they're doing. No,
1: I mean that and that is so that is so what they do is so insane. Uh, anyone can be famous for a, you know a certain period of time to be able to maintain that amount of fame and exclusivity and. Uh, also sort of like openness 20 seasons of a television show but also like yeah. mystery like it's not easy chris jenner i mean yeah. imagine you know the world problems that chris jenner could be solving though she but she you know this is what she's chosen to use her brain and talent for and i get you know to teach their own women supporting women well Kim, kim's getting wild. people out of jail so that's true she's,
2: she's doing her part to that's change true the world. i also i also think that in terms of the products they create, um, I don't know if you've ever tried Good American, but I ha- Chloe's I brand, Good American, it. I love it. I, they think what she's doing is incredible. Yes. Love the jeans, love all the products. She's killing it. Yes, Skims. I now literally every item of Skims that I've tried, I'm like, this is so incredibly made. Like the fabrics, the colors, the fit, the the I don't know, the sizing. It's like, I I. I really do think they take pride in creating yes. really awesome products, and truthfully, they wouldn't serve a, a product line of theirs would not survive if it sucked. I think we um, you know that because there that. were other lines of yeah. theirs that died out over the years. Like they remember, they were pushing like weight loss pills a million years ago, and <laughs> like all the other things that just like yeah, yeah, the perfumes. But it's like they, I think they now have realized like the products need to be incredible. They also have the financial backing to get the best fabrics, the best manufacturers, like they have the, the means to like waste money on research and development that like other people don't have. Yeah. So like, of course they're going to have really good product.
1: And to call back to what you said earlier, when you're emailing people about the candles, like if someone's minimum is 10,000, that's very easy for the Kardashians to do easy. Like, so you can get mm-hmm. an affordable or a more affordable price point because they know that they'll be able to sell in mass quantities um yeah exactly. i mean look anyone can slap their name in their picture on things and and i think i think maybe there was a time where you know i'm remembering oh like just loving uh like mary kate and ashley olsen and just i would buy anything with their face on it you know like just anything that they had their name on but but at the but the kardashians know they're they're um you know, their audience is smart and they're not going to just spend their money on something that has Chloe's face on it. I mean like maybe they would have in 2011, but they're not going to do it in 2021. So you have to come with something good. And yeah, every time yeah. I've ordered a pair of good American jeans, I mean, there's rarely been an experience where you order like seven pairs of jeans thinking like, I hope I can, I hope I like two of them. And you're like, well now I like all seven and now I have to keep all the seven right, pairs and of jeans.
2: Yeah. Yes. I've had that same experience with good
1: American before we wrap up. As a bonus, I know you said you had one more item that you wanted to talk about. Give it to us straight. Let us know what it is.
2: Okay. So they are, it is a pair of jeans that I have dubbed on my Instagram, the Gen Z jeans. I've seen this. Yes. Yes. So I am a millennial. I am of the world that wears skinny jeans and could not fathom the idea that all these like Gen Z um, TikTokers are wearing these like very straight wide leg jeans. In the beginning, I looked at them and I thought they looked so ugly and I could would never be interested in wearing them. And then I don't know, like most things, it's like I started seeing it so much. It's I totally then suddenly now I'm entertaining the idea of like wow, maybe I kind of like the look of those jeans. Like mm-hmm. there's so many that that has happened with where in the beginning, I hated it. And then it's like, you see it enough that it's like exposure, changing my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so then I started being like, "Mm, wow, maybe like I should step out of my comfort zone and like, not wear the same jeans that I've been wearing for 10 years. Um, And I was looking on Abercrombie's website. And you know, Abercrombie is like having such a renaissance Uh in the moment right now. And I'm browsing through and like, I, I like go deep into the reviews. And I love like, I could spend hours like, because girls really do like go into great detail and on, on Abercrombie's website about their reviews. And there was this one pair of jeans that just seemed to be like the hit. Like everyone was obsessed, people's head, you know, changes our life, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I need to see what these are about. And they're straight leg. It's called the Ultra High, it's called the 90s Ultra High Rise Straight Jeans. They come in a bunch of different washes. And I was like, okay, these don't look like crazy baggy wide leg it seemed like a, a gateway an entry point to a non-skinny jean for a millennial mm-hmm. um so I ordered them I of course spent two hours reading through the sizing where it's like I could have just ordered a couple sizes and returned what didn't fit but like I wanted to be so sure that I was getting like the right size sure so I ordered them and like I put these on and I was like oh shit I just totally I can pull these off they look amazing yeah. like they look so good it did. I didn't feel weird or I didn't feel like I was, you know, a 34 year old trying to be a 19 yes, year old. Yes. They just like looked cool and were felt good. And so I wore them and started posting about them, calling them the Gen Z jeans. And um, I am getting so many messages from other people who are like, I have those in every color. They're the best jeans ever. Um, and so now I'm just an advocate of the Gen Z I'm excited. I
1: have done the I've done a straight leg jean for a while. I also remember, you know, in 2015 hearing whispers of, you know, a wider leg is coming back and I was like there's no way we'll be in skinny jeans mm-hmm. forever. Um I also understand as a a, a fellow 34-year-old like you know trends are for teenagers or whoever wants to do them no one no one can tell me that i have to wear low rise jeans again um but when you posted that that pair of jeans was the first venture out of skinny jeans for you I was honestly shocked you you like waited really yeah you waited it out I've been oh, in yeah. baggier straighter leg jeans now for like years and I like them a lot but I was surprised that you have held out this long
2: so it made well, your so what brands are you doing I'm such a creature of habit like mm-hmm. I just have a style of Levi's that I just like Levi's rag and bone and J brand I've had the same style of jeans like yep. I just feel like I don't have the time or patience to I don't know I hadn't to try something else, but wait, Made, what are the ones that you like?
1: Madewell has a great um high-waisted mm-hmm. sure. straight leg jean. Um, and I honestly think I really actually like Old Navy's jeans because they are inexpensive and they'll always be on sale. So I and but they change the style so often. It's a big um pain point for me because I'm like, you finally Because it's like a jean for literally like every kind of body, like curvy, rock star, skinny, tall. So I'm like, okay, well, I finally found the one that fits me. And then they like won't make it anymore. So when I find it, I buy like 30 of them. And then I have like a back stock of jeans because I'm, we're at the age now where I'm like, I'm just going to be wearing the same jeans for the next, at least five years. Like if I find something, I'm like, I'm here forever. So, but Madewell is actually a great gateway into the world of different. Yeah.
2: I've actually heard every time I ask my followers, like, like denim shorts I did the same yeah I always like would do a poll or what do you guys in, what's like the style of jeans made well was came up a lot
1: mm-hmm. and I like Jay and I like um even Hudson has some nice uh mm-hmm. uh straight leg jeans I, the problem is finding the correct uh what's what's the word I'm like proportion of like waist to bagginess and sometimes you get something that fits you in the butt and the waist and looks like a Jenko on the way down and oh my god (laughs) Jenko and then you get something that like fits your legs really well but then can't button at the top um so it is really trial and error like I don't know I have so many pairs of skinny jeans now I don't really reach for them anymore but I really thought I would have I'm I'm not getting rid of them. They'll never leave me. Yeah. But I actually fear the day that the high waist is gone and that it's hard to find a high waist. Oh, I was
2: just gonna say, like I feel like people have been trying to say low rise is coming back forever, but the truth is, like literally no one looks good in a low rise, or no (laughs) one personally that I know. So I just think we will not allow that to happen. I
1: hope not. I I I will protest in the streets. The only thing I think about when I think of a celebrity wearing a low rise jean is also putting the playboy bunny sticker on your hip when you'd go into the tanning yes. bed to get the oh,
2: like real i mean or like remember those little jewels like the little um <laughs> yeah. what were those things like those like sticker yeah things. those sticker bedazzler like things yeah the dazzle thing in the shape of like what were we doing what were we doing life?
1: yeah if you weren't a teenager or if you weren't like yeah if you weren't like 19 in like 2006 2007 you're so lucky Because it was rough. Mm, Yeah. It was rough. Weird times. Weird times. We were all like purple from
2: tanning. And now we're all paying. Now that's why we're also obsessed with skincare yeah. because we're trying to like reverse the damage yeah. that we did in the tanning beds I like li- in high school. I
1: literally go Bad to day. the beach in like a hazmat suit. But in 2007, I would hit the tanning bed, the diamond bed for 12 minutes before going to the beach. And I looked insane. I'm Irish. I don't have skin that's meant for a diamond bed, mm. but I pushed it. Um, yeah, yeah, let's. I will meet you on the steps of Congress. If low rise jeans are coming back, we will we will start a march. I a will crusade. be there
2: <laughs> right alongside with you. Perfect. And we'll my high rise yeah.
1: and your skims leg, bra. 90s G, and then yeah. my skim's bra. Amazing. Lindsay Silverman, thank you so much um for joining us on G Thanks to Spot It. Of course, I will link to everything, everything, which is going to be a long list of things we talked about today. Um, and if you don't follow Lindsay, follow Lindsay. Um, and and if you haven't checked out Hotel Lobby Candle, you must, you must. It will be on the gift guide. Um, for G thanks. But don't wait for that. Just go now. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to tell everyone where, you, where they can follow you? Yes.
2: Yeah, so my Instagram is at Lindsay Silb, S-I-L-B. And Hotel Lobby Candle is my candle brand. And I also have a blog, lindsaysilberman.com, where I put a lot of my favorite things.
1: The best. And um, run to your local Target, find the bodysuit, buy it up, and let's show Target that they should never discontinue making it because I would like to see it there forever. Lindsay, thank you so much, and we will see everyone else next week for another episode. You just listened to another episode of G-Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G-Thanks Instagram at gthanksjustboughtitpod Bought It Pod and the G-Thanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at Caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424- two four five zero seven three six with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode GThanks is powered by subscribers like you to keep all of our g thanks content free and accessible to all consider making a monthly donation of two dollars to keep us going at patreon.com slash g thanks and friends